Testing. Testing this shiz. Do you test that shit right, T- right up close? It. Testing it. Right up close to your mouth face. Yeah. Don't put your get, mouth on. Get right up on there. No, don't fight Hi. it. Stop fighting it. You already have a bit bitten out of it. And that's Elise. And <laughs> uh, this is going to be a good one, guys. Yeah, um, so so welcome, everybody. It's Halloween plus one. Yeah, yeah. Halloween two, electric spookaloo. Um, excuse me. It is the beginning of the no. Christmas season. It's no. the beginning of it All Saints Day, day month. day one mm. of Christmas. Uh, it's, not even, it's not even Thanksgiving just, yet. Yeah. It's All, it's it's all Saints just, Day month. Uh, Elise, one sixth of the year <laughs> cannot be Christmas. I'm sorry. That sounds like quitter time. <laughs> sounds, I will not no, because it's because it's one sixth of the year is already Halloween, no, so we can't what, have no, over no. overlap. One twelfth of the year is Halloween, oh. and that is all you get. What no. No, I thought I thought it was eleven uh, twelfths of the year was Halloween. Eleven twelfths of the year, yeah, 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 and then we get one twelfth of the year for Christmas. Yeah, that it's December. Right. Yeah, that no, sounds fine by me. No, no. <laughs> one sixth of the year is Christmas. Just embrace it. No. Look, as embrace one it. as one third of this podcast does not like celebrate a, Christmas. Yeah, yeah fuzzy, that's true. <laughs> an entire one like a fuzzy, ugly Christmas sweater. One third embrace of podcasts. One third of podcasters polled uh, do not <laughs> celebrate, do not celebrate Christmas. Christmas. Uh, well, how are you folks doing, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> so I, this has been I don't know I, without getting too much into details. It's been kind of a crazy couple of weeks, at least for two of us. I don't know how Alex has been holding up, but. Yeah, Alex. I've been busy with work. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we're all we're all kind of drained. This week especially is kind of crazy. So we're I think we should do some shots. Uh, uh on the podcast? Yes. Water? I feel no. Like, no. I feel like I yeah. I feel like this is yeah. I feel like that's a bad idea for I, the podcast. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, <laughs> this, this is not drunk cast. No. This is some nerds have a podcast. Drunk, we could do drunk cast later. We yeah. could do <laughs> Um, when we've lost all hope. When we've lost all hope, yes. When that's... we've lost our three followers. <laughs> our Keep... three subscribers are like, we're done. And then and then you, we'll break out the booze. You guys are the real the real heroes here. <laughs> the, all the, three of you. All, well, there's actually, last I checked, we had 10 subscribers on SoundCloud. Oh my god, 10 subscribers. I'm pretty sure we know all 10 of you. Woo! But again, I, I'm going to keep plugging this. If you listen to this podcast and we don't personally know you, Send us an email at some nerds have an email at gmail.com and maybe you can be featured on the show. Uh-huh. Um so so the big news at least for me okay. was uh Stranger Things 2 which neither of you watched. <laughs> no. We ha- I I haven't had the opportunity. I'm I will probably watch it as soon as I can. I've still been uh, I think, as I mentioned last time, I've been trying to do a binge of, like, all the Friday the 13th and Halloween movies. I'm still not entirely through all of them, but I've seen all the ones in the 80s, which I guess kind of counts for something. Okay. So that's kind of what I've been mostly watching when I had the opportunity to watch anything. I've been watching Friday the 13th and Halloween. Just yeah. Just back to back to back. Yeah, no, my grandma and I, we, we were going to do it in three nights. We were yeah. going to watch, you know... Three episodes one night, three episodes the next, and three episodes the third, because there's nine episodes this mm-hmm. season. But my grandma, being my grandma, 
as soon as we got to the end of episode three, it's just like, okay, now next one. Yep. Next one. Go, go, go. Come on. Uh, Did you introduce your grandmother to, like, binge culture? Like, only in Stranger Things. I mean, not not necessarily me, because she also, uh, I introduced her to Netflix, but mm-hmm. she would find stuff of her own that she wants to watch, and she'll watch, uh, like, two episodes a night or something, um, which I wouldn't necessarily call binge. No, two episodes is not a binge, yeah. I don't think. But, like, she likes watching those British uh, murder mystery shows and, <laughs> yes! and Britcoms. Like, um like uh, uh midsummer murders midsummer murders yeah. yeah and what is it the 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 one with the vicar in 1950s england I, I forget the name of it but whatever it is she watches it and she likes it but um but yeah no she she is hooked on this as am i and then the uh, yesterday we watched beyond stranger things which is the yeah, behind the scenes the documentary yeah. uh, well it's not really a documentary oh, it's yeah. a uh, it's an interview with the cast and the the duffer brothers and one of the producers okay and so it's like going through certain things that you know hey what was it like to act and what was it like to do this and stuff like that uh but you know i i, I really want to talk about this but i'm not going to spoil anything yeah. for you guys i do have a theory I, right. I have a theory but I'm going to save it until you guys we'll, watch it. We'll probably talk about it in, I don't know, I guess another two weeks. Striking do, striking cause... when the iron's cold. Yeah, well, I, I, it's like it's like you guys gave me the task to watch um, uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah. yeah. I am tasking you two. So I Stranger <laughs> okay, Things. Okay, so here's the reason why I'm probably not going to get through Stranger Things within the next two weeks. Like, I'm letting you know now. Because I only watch it with my friends, Kira and Tom. Shout out if you're listening, but you're probably not. And so, so anyway, so I only watch it with the two of them, and we only meet on Tuesdays to watch things. So I, I just don't know. Well, I don't know. Use that I'm Tuesday sorry. to watch all of Stranger yeah, Things too. That entire day, just watch like nine hours. Just so I'm going to skip work. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Kira and Tom are also going, going to skip, skip work. work. I mean, and I we're met, just going to watch. You just, you just all let of you, you all let your supervisors know we're going to like I'm calling in today because of Stranger Things, and they're like, "Oh, you haven't seen Stranger Things yet?" And then they'll understand. I don't work with a lot of nerds. <laughs> like, uh, like I, I don't know. I do. Well, maybe calling okay, in. Will I call, had to explain <laughs> to a coworker of mine today, like a colleague what Pokemon Go was. Okay. Talk about like, topical. Yeah, right? right? Talk like, about striking I... while the iron's cold. <laughs> Jesus. I still play it, but I don't know anyone else who But does. I'm just saying, like, I had... Like I have to, ex- I have to explain these things to my coworkers. I don't think they're gonna understand. Hey, I'm calling in sick today because of Stranger Things. Well, if that's the environment that you're working in, then clearly that's you need the, to take a day off to watch Stranger Things. That sounds like a hostile work environment to me. <laughs> uh, so okay, so Stranger Things is obviously the big thing on everyone's mind. And it's, so it's, let's not talk let's about not it. Talk it's about it's it. real, real fucking good, guys. <laughs> <laughs> not. Not as good. I mean, it's it's about on par with the first season. So okay. non non spoilery, yeah. you know, review stuff. It's about on par with the first season. It was written not long after it was filmed, and so they didn't have a lot of the fan feedback when they were writing mm. it, which is something I appreciate uh, from from the Duffer Brothers being able to do it. They just do whatever they want. But they also, when they film it, unlike a movie, it was filmed kind of, sort of in order, mm-hmm. so they could make changes without having to have continuity kind of major problems that they'd have to go back and film later. Gotcha. So they were kind of writing it as they were filming it, so to speak, okay. as well. So you know, the, it kind of, it kind of. It, it kind of shows, and they talk about this in Beyond Stranger Things, how th- certain things were going to be a certain way, and then they changed uh, over the course of filming. So is this going to uh, 
launch everyone into our uh, Call of Cthulhu campaign because that's what I'm seeing from like the previews is that everyone's just going to want to play Call of Cthulhu after this. Much like the first like season Call made. Call of Cthulhu set in the 1980s? Yeah. Oh, man. I would I would play that, actually. I would play the shit out of that. Well, didn't they have a 1990s setting for Call of Cthulhu? I think so. So it's like not, yeah. not that hard to adapt. Yeah. To. I mean, just, just, just less boys to Ch- men. Yeah, and yeah, more... yeah. <laughs> more uh, public enemy, less okay. boys to men. Uh, more, more cassettes, fewer CDs. More... Boy George and less Backstreet Boys. Uh, oh. I don't. Was that a joke? I can't even less tell. Backstreet I mean, we weren't Boys, telling jokes. Boy, boy, boy George. No, I think I was just very happy that you I just... could link boy and boy together. Okay. Yeah, just just ignore me. Just, just <laughs> let me let me be. Because um, we can never ignore you. This please. is. Oh, thanks. This this is what this is our energy level today, everybody. I, just, <laughs> we apologize. I hope you're okay with this. We apologize at the beginning. Um. But yeah, no. It's from what I understand, it's like it's it's very much more like like the first season was fairly Call of Cthulhu, but I've heard that this season is even more more so. Yeah, it definitely raises the stakes to the point where you have to hope that season three they can follow up on it because that's mm-hmm. always a problem of uh, what is it called um, escalating stakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it's like you know if all of a sudden everything gets so much bigger. And then if you don't follow that up with something at equal worrisomeness level. Yeah. Worrisomeness I, level. I believe the word is tension. <laughs> That's what you're looking for. Tension, yes. Tension. Equal levels of, of worriness, tension. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> um, equal levels of tension. Okay, yeah. If you don't follow up with that or higher, then you can kind of lose people. So hopefully it will not fall into that trap, but hopefully it won't just go all out and lose people on believability i i don't know it, mm. it it's a delicate balance to strike and i I'm, i have faith in the the duffers and the cast to do so mm. all the kid actors are great yeah yeah and so you know i i have the feeling i mean maybe they'll just like completely change the gears for season three season three is just they're gonna not gonna like... pull a halloween okay <laughs> they're not gonna do it oh, i want that though <laughs> no they're not gonna do it <laughs> season season three is just gonna be like a like a a taut like political thriller i don't know what Car- your obsession is with with this this changing of genres <laughs> i just like it it just makes me happy like like oh let's see what these characters now do in a different i know it's not the case for halloween three but like let's see what these same characters do in a different situation now. I don't uh, know. That's probably why I like Doctor Who so much. Yeah. They can just change yeah. change genres like every every episode, basically. I guess. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Anthology series and I don't get along all that well. I was I was <laughs> mostly using that though as a lead in to, to make a joke about Kevin Spacey and House of Cards being yeah canceled. this this week in <laughs> pop culture news. Yeah. Which way to like punish everyone for the for the sins of does, one actor does anyone still but, watch house of cards so though i, I, I don't know. know a lot of people on facebook that were really like disappointed and angry mm-hmm. um that house of cards got canceled wait it got canceled um, so, yeah okay oh. so here's here's what happened this week in pop culture which is really last week in pop culture was, which is yeah uh, like was yesterday in pop culture i think is what okay, this which happened. is basically means it was three years ago at this point at this um point. Because that's the the rate at which everything moves. So kind of in light of the Harvey Weinstein catastrophe clusterfuck. The um, catastrophe clusterfuck that everyone in Hollywood knew about for like the last 15 years. For fucking years. 
years, years and years. And like all of these people are coming out of the woodworks and they're like, there was, the, I think the most upsetting thing that I read about the whole Harvey Weinstein clusterfuck was um, his, he had apparently like the same driver at the Cannes Film Festival, like year after year. And this driver would like knew Harvey, knew Harvey's wife, would pick him up at the hotel and like another would go help him pick up like 18, 19 year old actresses at the Cannes Film Festival. Is would, that like, anything like the Cannes Film Festival? <laughs> I'm trying to say a very serious story. Okay, sorry. So he, like his driver would drive him around. He would go like sexually assault these women in the back seat, and then like push them out of the car. And the driver knew about this for years. And I'm like, why is that bitch not getting arrested? Like, of all the people in this, I mean, absolutely Harvey Weinstein. But also, I feel like this driver needs yeah. to be, like, convicted of something. Because this is insane. But, yeah, it was just, like, bonker story after bonker story. And so now, like, more and more people are feeling empowered to come out with their stories. And so, like, tons of people within, I think, the past two weeks have been accused of sexual assault or sexual harassment um, or some really nefarious crime and so one of a couple of days conspiracy ago conspiracy against the united states yeah so well, which is un- a whole another unrelated thing. yeah <laughs> unrelated unrelated but is it okay so I mean, we're talking about like sleazebag we're getting there we're getting there power. okay we're getting there so she said in pop culture news not in political news <laughs> oh my god is there a difference anymore sorry at least continue, continue. please oh my god i love how like i'm trying to say a story about sexual assault it and is... i'm getting I'm getting talked over by two men, okay? We're just going to throw that out there. But so so basically what's happened is a couple of days ago, Anthony Rapp of Rent fame um, came out and said, uh, actually, Kevin Spacey tried to sexually assault me when I was a teenager and he was in his 20s. Apparently, like... Anthony Rapp got invited to a party at Kevin Spacey's house. And then ever after everybody had left, Kevin like threw him on the bed and tried to rape him. And Anthony Rapp got out of there. And so that's. And so, and so Anthony Rapp came out and told this story and Kevin Spacey's answer to this was, Oh, I'm gay now. Um, in an incredibly problematic way to kind of just smokescreen this whole thing. And so Netflix said, we're going to pull the plug um, on House of Cards. And uh, presumably because Kevin Spacey's production company is the one that actually owns House of Cards. And so because Netflix canceled it, I think there was probably not going to be an option to like just kill off Kevin Spacey's character and fire him and let everybody else continue on with the show. Because there was a lot of calls for that on Facebook. That, like, you know, Frank Underwood should just get killed off and Claire should just take over and continue. Um, Because apparently within the recent seasons, Claire has become, like, the more interesting character. But Kevin Spacey's, ultimately, Kevin Spacey's production company owns House of Cards. So I think that's why. But here's the, the, the shit cherry on the shit cake, which is that a fictional president... Yeah on a Netflix show yeah. was held to a higher standard than our real goddamn president. Well, you know, it's because he's gay. Just 
Fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> I'm just. I'm done. I'm done for the rest of the podcast. Nick, go talk about Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> just, just over. Uh, I'm just it's over. No, I, that was meant. That was meant to be a joke. Yeah, it was yeah. not a very good one. It was. I mean, it probably was because it's too close to what yeah. the actual reasoning is. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, but like, yeah, and there and there have been other. We can't people. have a president that sexually assaults people in fiction. And Kevin Spacey sort of apologized, which is more than what Trump has done. Not that I'm like excusing Kevin Spacey's apology was also shit. Yeah. And not like a real apology, but at least he didn't fucking brag about it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm getting really heated. Is it hot in here? Is yes. it just heat? Well, you did turn okay. the fan off, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for the audio quality. So yeah, like that happened, and then like did. The, didn't a few other people like come forward and be like, yeah, Kevin Spacey tried to like rape me too. Yeah. Like, there was like three or four other guys. Yeah, it's bananas. And then like Zachary Quinto um, apparently got into him on social media about like basically being like, fuck you. Don't say you're gay to cover up the fact that you're sex that you sexually assaulted or attempted to sexually assault this young man. Um, who was underage at the time, like, yeah. And it, you know, and it just does a lot of terrible things to like, cause there is an entire generation, not ours, but you know, there are people that can, that still conflate, you know, homosexuality with pedophilia. Yeah. And so this has done nothing for the cause. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. This is, oh yeah. So that happened. <laughs> also, happened. also. George, Pop, George, Papa, Papadopoulos, Papa, 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 Papa Doodoo. <laughs> um, who are you? T- who are you trying to talk about? Pa- Papadopoulos. 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 Yeah, that guy. Okay. That, something happened. Like, yeah, that guy that got accused of treason. Yeah. No, it was he didn't get a conf- there. One of them, or somebody who one of the one of the people who got uh, indicted the other day. Um, Got did get con, uh, indicted for uh, conspiracy against the people of the United States or something like that. Not quite treason, like it's it's light treason. Treason light. <laughs> it's treason light. Literally like, everyone in the Trump cabinet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is now is now uh, is now George Bluth from Arrested Development. <laughs> there is some chance I might have committed some light treason. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when, there's in, always money in the walls of the White years, House. Years from now, years from now, where they when they make like the all the presidents men like docudrama oh, version Jesus. of this, you know who needs to narrate it. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's it's I, yeah. not, no. oh gosh it's Ron Ron, Ron Howard. Howard director excuse yeah. me actor director actor director Ron Howard actor director actor Please. director producer get on this owner of Imagined Entertainment I don't think it's too soon what, what, I, I don't what think would it's you, too soon to do a docudrama no. about how what, what terrible would you the Trump call, administration is what would you call a Trump biopic what what names I mean we... Arrested Development is already taken so <laughs> <laughs> so let's brainstorm here what what names. <laughs> Are we doing? Are we doing like? Oh gosh, I don't know. Uh, the shart of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did that art of the deal one with um 
with uh, Johnny Depp, speaking of. Oh, God. Another person who was recently accused yeah. of sexual assault. Wait, really? And... Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. No, that guy's uh, ex- dead. I'm, I'm ex- out of the loop. Uh, I am very yeah, out of the no, loop. Johnny Depp is no longer America's sweetheart. This, yeah. this is uh, breaking, breaking news him. from like this past summer, I yeah, guess. Yeah, six months ago. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I, I, no. You can't keep up with like who is actually like a dick now. Yeah, everyone, everyone's a dick. Everyone is a dick. Everyone. Trump is Trump is president. Everything, <laughs> the world is a fuck. And women have <laughs> stopped handling your shit. Four billion dead cops. <laughs> Kill them all. 1989. I am the trash man. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. that that's the Trump biopic that's, name. Yeah. I am trash man. <laughs> I just get trash and I I pull it all over the ring. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like. Some sort of pun that, like, the sub. I've got the subtitle, which is the story of my hair and I. I just I can't think of, like, the beginning part. Well, if you've got a great subtitle, you can just start hair with to Trump. The, hair to the throne? <laughs> yes! Hair to the throne. No, that would, be a, that would be about Baron. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't pick on Baron. Baron hasn't sexually assaulted anyone that we know <laughs> yeah, of, okay? Yeah. Like, just. I'm sure there's an au pair somewhere, somewhere oh. in Germany. <laughs> what? There's an au pair with a story. <laughs> Good. I just, I, I don't know. I look at that kid and I just want to believe that he's going to somehow rise above the sins of his father. Well, his other kids didn't. So. Yeah. Oh, no. Fuck his other kids. <laughs> Fuck his, Oh, God. Donald Jr. Um, Douche Jr. apparently last night took to Twitter to suggest that he was going to take away half his daughter's candy and give it to some kid who stayed home uh, on Halloween. Uh, hashtag never too early to teach your kids about socialism. And Twitter, like, roasted him. <laughs> Twitter roasted him. And they were like, do you not understand that, like, your kid went door to door to get candy from people who bought it? <laughs> like... Do you, you know, I don't yeah. know. No, trick-or-treating is socialism. Who, yeah. who owns the means of the candy? <laughs> the means of the candy production. Like, Mars oh, and no. Nestle. I, I, think, I think being given candy for doing essentially nothing mm-hmm. and then acting entitled about it, it, that sums up Reagan economics. Yeah. Like, it sums up the Trump. Like, this is why we're here, okay? It's not because people are giving out free candy. It's because selfish jerks were being entitled assholes about it. What's going to happen if someone, like, goes to the Wonka, like, factory and tries to unionize the Oompa Loompas? <laughs> like, is it going to be, like, the French, like, like the, the French Revolution? Yes! Like, like, like Oompa Loompa! <laughs> well, That's the title of the show. Wonka's just, like, well, hung undo- from his ears, <laughs> like, un- uh, El Duce. They're undocumented African immigrants. Yeah, they are undocumented <laughs> oh, African Oh, man, Roald Dahl See, I, fucked up ideas about some stuff, man. I, I went in the opposite direction of this, which is, like, Willy Wonka goes out to try to find, like, some child that will take over his factory and instead is, like, entreated with, you know, the Donald Trump juniors of the world, and he instead just, like, burn it down. Like, just well, douses well, is, everything isn't that, isn't that the point of it, though? Yeah, Flicks the match that's and literally, walks away. That's literally Veruca assault. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> like, but, it's just, but Donald like, Trump Jr. Uh, is Veruca assault. Uh, it's just a shit, like, there is no Charlie. It's just a Every shit kid is Veruca assault. Yeah. Kid is Veruca <laughs> and he's just like, I, fuck this. I'm sure there's at least one Mike TV out there still. I believe in you, Mike TV. Yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike 
Internet. Mike Internet. <laughs> oh my God, Mike Internet would be the worst person on the planet. <laughs> he's just a. He's just like a fat troll kid that says well actually oh, gamergate was about ethics oh, in a, journalism oh man that's a goal yeah. that's a poll that's a poll right there <laughs> is gamergate still a thing that's happening is yes. that something that people oh my are God. still upset actually, about actually experts okay i just read on npr experts have linked have made links between like trump supporters of trump and gamergate yeah yeah i mean no i heard i knew about that but i'm like is that a thing like is that still in their wheelhouse or are they like getting all upset about they never let anything go it's where the the anti it's where the alt-right just kind of they they it's their primordial ooze that they kind of got (laughs) gather their strength in before crawling into the surface of american politics i assume that they had moved on from video games and now we're all we're all about like blood quantums and things like that. And had we squashed this at video games, I don't think we would have neo Nazis now. <laughs> well, we sure already we we had neo Nazis. They wouldn't be just so blatant now. <laughs> we wouldn't have the people who like the the most hilarious thing. Neo neo Nazis. Yeah. No, but the most hilarious thing to come out of all of this, or the people who show up at like neo Nazi rallies with like. Pepe the Frog memes, and then like the actual neo Nazis just like beat them up and break their signs. <laughs> like, no, could this stupid internet shit out of here? Like, nobody wants you. We're here for blood and soil, <laughs> not frogs and memes. <laughs> stupid frog memes. God damn it. Isn't it... their leader like Richard Spencer? Yeah. He got, he got punched out, that amazing chick. He, he, uh, he got that punched out. That gives me life. He gets punched out all the damn time. But he was wearing a Pepe the Frog, yeah. and that's yeah. like where the, the original, the OG. The OGG, the original GIF, came from where yeah. like he was whatever. Um, he got punched out while talking about Pepe the Frog. Yeah. yeah. God, remember how that's that's how we started the year, 2017. Yeah. Richard Spencer getting punched in the face. You know, as far as that sounds so promising, and and now we're here yeah. and it sucks. It's, it's it was fuck a, you 2017. You keep punching him in the face until it sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someday it'll stick. Um. A note for anybody. Yeah. This podcast does not advocate violence. Blue Apron, if you're listening, we don't actually advocate for violence, and you should totally sponsor our podcast. Except for the overthrow of the government by my Democratic uh, elected uh, (laughs) socialist organization of uh, your choice. We're never getting any sponsors, guys. Just just so you know. Keep your data. Sponsorship is a bourgeois (laughs) concept. Does the DSA give sponsorships? (laughs) <laughs> I'm oh just, my god! <coughs> I feel like they should. Maybe we should always be so, this tired when we have a podcast. Some nerds have a podcast fun. brought to you by the NSA. No, the, <laughs> no, the DSA. The DSA. Later to be brought to you by yeah, all the wire. I mean, we'll, we'll, we're getting wiretapped. We'll show just... for the NSA. It's fine. We'll do that we'll too. Do that. I'd prefer the DSA, but you know, <laughs> we'll take what we can get around here. Okay, we 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 have bills to pay, people. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, that's been the week. That's that's been what's going on in the world. Is Fuck this Stranger shit. Things came out, and you didn't watch it, and we haven't watched, watched it. it. And then they're like, basically, just everyone is getting raped. Um, <laughs> that's no, a joke about rape culture. That's a joke about rape, not culture, yes. about rape. Yeah. Okay, because because it's it's the joke is about the unfortunate uh, proliferation. Yes. Of rape. I mean, I didn't think it was American a culture. joke. Okay. I, I, I just, I just wanted to like. I mean, who said it was a joke? <laughs> 
thank thank you for explaining what I was saying. Okay, Elise. sorry. No, I want people to get it. No, it's it's fine. Okay, I can't afford to get you, you still know, want to, I mean, on Twitter. I mean, if you want to do those shots, you're welcome to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I might. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's been happening, and no robot fights this week. Uh, the the big TV show we haven't watched yet. Uh, I haven't played super mario odyssey i meant to actually grab it on the way home from work today and i completely was so zoned out and so intent on just getting home from work that yeah. i completely forgot about it this is what you've done to us 2017 this is, yeah. this this is, is what you you did i'm just mostly depressed that that uh that it's november 1st now and not october 30th no 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 anymore. no it's it's halloween plus one halloween oh, plus one halloween oh plus God. one we're redoing Stop. the calendar mm-hmm. it's very happy <laughs> the merry happy season of red starbucks cups yeah, Red okay. Starbucks Cup. Remember, God, remember when everyone... Remember when we thought that was a controversy? The stupid Red like, Starbucks Cup wait, that's, without but any, See, like, that's where those people came oh from. Oh, my God. It's the primordial ooze it's again. the primordial <laughs> ooze of just, like, terrible people. Jeez. Getting angry at, like, video game journalism and, like, Red Starbucks Cups. Yeah, don't get angry about the fact that we have, you know, a rapist yeah. in... You know, control of the nuclear weapons. Yeah. Like, let's Don't, just ignore that. The the highest infant mortality rate in the Western world. Just ignore that. The yeah. highest cost of medicine yeah. Every, anywhere. Yeah. yeah, with the with a dropping uh, life life expectation. The opioid crisis. Like, fuck that. Don't get yeah. mad about that. No. The get mad about <laughs> red Starbucks, Starbucks yeah. cups. I mean, it gets people out there. Maybe we should. <laughs> th- maybe that's our problem. Maybe we need to just find like a bullshit thing to get angry about. Well, like, is there a bullshit thing we can get angry about? I mean, we already, like, we care too much. Yeah. <laughs> we, we care, we have things that we're angry about already. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, but, uh, no, but I'm saying, going like, to war with people. What I'm saying is that the people who like, you know, who actually are like the evil puppet masters. We, we need like a. Who are like, yeah. you know, like everything is just designed so that, you know, Dick Cheney's coal-powered heart can continue to run for another hundred years. Like, like people out there that like are interested in like, you know, subprime mortgages and like, well, maybe if we just deregulated those even more and yeah. like made more money off, we, of we it, can we, we can, can build our own private island. So when the rest of the country burns down, like, no, no think bigger. Think think <laughs> Elon Musk on Mars. Yeah. Oh, think man. think capitalist space exploration oh god that sounds like honest honest to god that's like look neuromancer was not a model for how the future (laughs) should have been run but if it is the way things go then you know i guess i'm fine with it i'll just adult develop a methamphetamine addiction and you know learn how to hack bullshit space like vr computers it's fine um, it's fine. People. It's fine. Everything's it's fine. fine. Everything's fine. Uh, but no. But my point is, like the the people who do like evil bullshit like that, like they just kind of find these small things to get people all upset about. So it's like they can focus all of their hatred on that one thing. It's like it's like Goldstein from 1984. Like just focus all your energy on this, and when we use the magic trigger word, you know, we bring up oh. We'll make you all upset about lattes. Oh, you like lattes now? Well, look at what the lattes are being served in. Doesn't that make you angry? Uh, Hillary Clinton wants red cups to be on the Supreme Court. <laughs> like, like, oh, I can't have that happen. Oh, no. Like, we need some sort of, like, liberal dog whistle mm-hmm. um, Yeah, yeah, incident, we just, you know, we just like need the... some sort of bullshit. Like, I, I can't, like, 
I can't they're even raising imagine. prices at, at Whole Foods. No, they're cutting those. They're actually, cutting those, yeah. they're cutting the prices. Well, well, at Whole but they're Foods. cutting those because are they of, cutting uh, those because Jeff they're Bezos. Are they cutting those because they're cutting wages? Are they cutting those no. because of unethical the, practices the, in the harvesting? They're, they're of cutting those, those probably because Jeff Bezos just bought their company, oh, and okay, so gotcha. now they get to do the Amazon model of. We'll just keep losing money every year, and then eventually we'll turn a profit. But because we do so much business, no one will actually notice that we don't actually do anything. Isn't that yeah. the Enron model of business? I, I think yeah. so. Uh, okay, but we see, found the thing we're angry about. <laughs> Big Whole Foods. Jeff, Whole Foods. Fuck you, Whole Foods. Oh, God, I can't, I, I can't say I that. Can't, well, oh. I mean, I was already angry at Whole Foods. I've been angry at Whole Foods. <laughs> just for existing. Nick was angry at Whole Foods before it was cool. I was. See, that's the problem. That's the problem with, like, liberal anger is, like, then we're all just going to be like, well, I'm I was like, angry about this before I'm it was angry. even a thing. No, that's I'm hipster angry. anger. We don't have, we just, we don't have the, 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 the glue, the hatred glue <laughs> that keeps all the conservatives together. Well, see, because I, like, you know, you're, you're, you're leaving out the, I mean, you're saying the leftist anger. The socialist anger has been the same since the yeah. fucking 1800s. <laughs> it's at the corporations that own the means of production. Let's get on the page, guys. Come on. <laughs> uh, that's that's oh. worked out in the past. Yeah. There was a whole revolution about it about Eugene 100 years ago. president. <laughs> A uh, hundred years ago, yeah. this month, yeah. yeah, seven more days. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, how that happen for? How that? that work out? It worked out pretty well for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that that for a while was about a month, and then it, it was, was a great month. It was y'all. a great month, and then there was like civil war, like yeah. um, nearly a century. Yeah, there was there was a lot of nearly a century of, well, actually there, there has been now exactly a century of civil war, uh, totalitarianism. And then just kleptocracy, and now back to totalitarianism again. So uh. yeah, and they're bringing it to the U.S. So yeah. thanks for that. I thanks. mean, thanks Russia. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's let's get to something a little bit more like upbeat, I guess. This, this, this oh, is, like, I can talk about something upbeat. Okay, oh, that's this is not about. Is this going to be terrible? Is <laughs> no, this no, no. It's everybody? actually it's 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 actually really nice. So okay. um. I think it was like the first or the second episode of the podcast, I brought up um, how disabilities are portrayed in media. Mm-hmm. And I talked about, uh, I teased that there was a new ABC medical drama um, from the creators of House called The Good Doctor, um, starring Freddie Highmore as a young surgical resident at this fancy teaching hospital in San Jose, California. Um, who also has autism. Um, and I think I talked about how I really liked that they made a distinction between savantism and autism. Um, and the, they, they make, they, they really, so, so I started watching it and I wasn't really sure what to expect and I didn't know, especially having watched all of Atypical in, in about a day, if they were going to go the Atypical route um, which was another show on Netflix that I didn't really care for, but also had a lead character with autism and um, the new The Good Doctor series. So do you guys want me to kind of give you a spiel about that? Yeah, yeah go ahead and sure. talk about it. All right. So The Good Doctor, um, like I said, created by the same creator of House, uh, stars Freddie Highmore of childhood actor fame. Um, and Richard Schiff. And Richard Schiff from The West Wing. What was um, he a child actor? What was 
He was in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, he was in oh, Finding God, Neverland. He was. Yeah. Okay. Like you kept saying his name, and I'm like, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, okay. No. No. Yeah. Now that you've said it, I see. I see. Yeah, he does look like. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. So, um, British child actor now turned actor slash producer of this series, which is based off of a Korean drama of the same name and same concept. So. Um, so it follows the adventures of Dr. Sean Murphy trying to make his way as a surgical residence with the other sexy, hot surgical residents of St. Bonneville's, Bonneville, Bonne, Bonne whatever, Bonnaroo. Uh, yeah. General it's, hospital. It's, it's Grey's Anatomy <laughs> now with autism. Um, but it's actually, it's, it's. I, well, I was okay. saying elsewhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Deep is cut. Yeah. Deep cut. Um, so anyway, The Good Doctor. Um, actually, so I've watched six episodes so far. Um, it's not... Okay. How do you I, feel? I actually, I really enjoy this show. And it's really funny because it's getting... It has really high ratings, but it's also getting panned by like a lot of critics. I think at one point it had a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's like the arbiter of everything. Yeah. But it's but it's hitting it's obviously hitting a note because like we got like it beat out the Big Bang Theory in ratings. So the juggernaut, the terrible juggernaut that is Big Bang Theory. Um so it's really hitting a note with people and I think a lot of the charm is sort of just the innocence of of Dr. Sean Murphy. Um, and you just, you really want to root for him and you really want him to like, you know, rally and do things and do things better. And it's great. It's sweet. It's nice. It has, you know, that it hits that similar balance of house um, between, you know, medical, like sexy medical drama and like really interesting police procedural. So, you know, you know, it's this really great mix of a lot of things. And I understand why critics are kind of panning it, but it's also just nice and adorable and sweet. And like, I, I don't know. I don't know. And apparently Freddie Highmore did a lot of research. Um, he met with a lot of people with autism. He works with worked with one of the autism centers out in California. Uh, he named uh, Autism in Love, which is an incredible documentary, um, as one of his inspirations. And, you know. Did we watch that documentary? We did. I, okay. We did. I, like, that um, sounds really familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Autism in Love, which is a documentary on Netflix, which if you haven't seen it, like, go watch it. It's absolutely fascinating and wonderful. Um, and his character, it's a fully formed character with autism as opposed to, like, an actor trying to portray autistic traits. Not a character or a serial. No, it's not. And it's, and the, you know, the fact that they make the distinction between savantism and autism and they talk about like how those two things are different and how he has this very specialized knowledge, but he also struggles with communication. He also struggles with eye contact. And then it's kind of like interesting within the first few episodes, like people are seeing his gifts and also like understanding his limitations um, but, you know, as he kind of is constantly working and evolving. And I think, like, for me, like, I've definitely had Dr. Sean Murphy's mm. in my life. Um, and his character is almost, is very similar to a, um, a kid I used to work with um, who I just adored. So, yeah. 
Um, I don't know. It's great. All right. It's 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 a good show. People should watch it. It'll make you tr- it'll make you cry, make you laugh, <laughs> make you feel feels. You know, go for it. Yeah. I figured it out, by the way. What do you figure? I, out? I figured out what our bullshit thing is that we can all get angry over. <laughs> oh, okay. It's it's the Szechuan sauce, obviously. <laughs> well, no, that that already happened. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying we need to take that our anger and we need to harness it. Millennials, Donald Trump is the reason why you didn't get your meme sauce. <laughs> Go to the White House and demand that he give you the sauce. With 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 our march luck. on the White House every day. With our luck, though, he'll have like a vault where he like bathes in it. <laughs> so he'll just be able like to Scrooge use... McDuck, <laughs> like the most disgusting Scrooge McDuck. He's so like okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna body shame our president because that's wrong. But. I thought you were going to say you're not going to body shame Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> no, Scrooge McDuck for his age is actually in pretty good shape. Yeah, he was a fucking adventurer. Like, you got to have respect for Scrooge Don- Donald Trump is definitely more of a glom gold. Yeah. Just... He doesn't even walk when he plays golf. Okay? That just bothers It's the me. only thing that you do. Like, he... It's not even physical exercise at that point. Like, well, doesn't he believe like that crazy nineteenth-century like theory where the human body has only like a finite amount of energy, and if you spend it all, then you die? I don't know. I've heard this about him. Like, that's why he like he, he's proud about never exercising. He's like, I don't exercise, which means I'll live forever. Ugh. Oh my god! <laughs> like, I'll just I'm conserving all of my energy for the rest of my life. Which means when he does take over, he's never going to die. <laughs> I mean, that's the reason why he was the only 70-year-old to not die in the year 2016. I think there might be some, there might be some truth to this. Uh, anyway. No, it's because he has no discernible talents and does not provide anything to society. Because all the people that died in 2016, it's because they oh, provided something to society. That's true. Okay. Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. Prince. Yeah. David Bowie. Lots of, like, musical people, yeah. primarily. Alternatively, my conspiracy theory is, uh, so you know how the Mormons believe that when you die, you get a planet? <laughs> oh, you're getting, like, like every... <laughs> I'm going to bring it back. We just lost half of our, like, ten viewers, or <laughs> okay, ten sorry. listeners. I, I, all right, all right. I know I'll bring some, it back. I'll I know back. some Mormons. I, I don't know if you want to go right. there. Ugh. Anyway. No, now no one's ever going to know. So <laughs> no, we'll, no one will ever know about the Mormon planet. Spoiled it. <laughs> we, could, we, could, we, could, we could do this with Scientologists, yeah, but yeah, not, yeah. Okay. not Mormons. Not Mormons. Okay, so you know well, how the Scientologists believe <laughs> that you get like a planet when you die, okay? What if they're right? And David Bowie got a planet, and now he like, he, in 2016 was like his year to self-select whoever wanted to go like live on his planet with him. Isn't that the... Isn't that like the, 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 there's a cult, the, uh, the alien cult, the, there's like, there, there's, <laughs> there's several so cults. many alien cults. Uh, Are you talking about the, uh, the ones that committed suicide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, Heaven's Gate people. Those, yeah. Isn't that Heaven's Gate though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but David... This is like, the, this is the, uh, the throwback. <laughs> hey, remember the nineties? Remember Heaven's Gate? <laughs> remember Reaganomics? You remember that? Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Oh uh, God. Let's let's think back on all the terrible things. Remember the, the remember the us. October Revolution. <laughs> I remember. Remember Trotsky and Lenin bopping around St. Petersburg. Man, those were the days. Remember those uh, pigs that had that farm? Uh, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, 
repopulating a planet with people that he's chosen. Yes. There. That was that was. So the if you story. survived 2016, I'm sorry. David Bowie didn't want you. David Bowie didn't want you. <laughs> uh, but David Cage is still here. David <laughs> still making video games. There can only be one David. <laughs> I don't think that that's true. That's not how that works, Elise. <laughs> Uh, soon all Davids will experience the quickening. <laughs> and only one will survive. It is the developer. God, so... Next time... Wow, next... that was also a deep cut next, from the 90s. Next time... Well, that was the 80s. 80s. Next time we go uh, visit your sister-in-law, or your sister and your brother-in-law, we're going to be seeing like people sword fighting on top <laughs> of the building. They are across the street. They live across the street from the end of that movie. Oh, okay. I'm not even remotely kidding. Nah. That's like the first thing so I noticed. Like you look out from their apartment and you're like, and oh, like, they're at it silver, again. And there's Silver Cup Studios like yeah. right out their window. And it's like, oh my God. Just wait till there's a, a dry thunderstorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the quickening. It's those immortals. Uh, out, out again. Born to be kings. Out on planet Zeist. Oh God. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Tell, tell them to knock it off. The kids have to get to bed. Don't, we don't talk about Highlander 2. Uh, welcome to the Not Highlander 2 podcast. We talk about everything except for Highlander Can 2. we talk about the Highlander cartoon series? Yes, we can talk about the Highlander <laughs> cartoon series. I barely remember it. Wasn't it like set like way in the far future? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like the far distant future. Far, far future. <laughs> it, was another, it was another McCloud, yeah. which is crazy because like... Not all high, but like not all. Not all Highlanders are, are, are immortal. Like, yeah, well, not and it's, it was all this one clan. Is like because it's the Highlander. Because it's because it's, it's Connor. Well, it was it's Connor in the movies, right? Yeah, yeah. Connor McClough. It's Duncan, Duncan in, in the, the TV, TV show, show, right? Is that yeah. right? Yes. And then was it Quinn? Was the I one in I the cartoon? I think it's Quinn. So Were they all related? Yeah, well, Duncan and Connor, if I'm remembering the lore correctly, <laughs> Duncan and Connor, I want to say, are cousins? Yeah. yeah. Which is weird because it's like, they're all from all over the planet. And like the first movie. Okay, so. If they're from a different planet. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is everything but Highlander 2 we're talking about here. So Highlander 3? So I, we can talk about Highlander 3. I don't, I've never seen it, but we can talk about it. Um. But yeah, so in Highlander 1, it's just like, okay, people just are selected to be immortal for, like, some reason. Like, some mystical force has selected them to be immortal to compete for the prize. And so we've got a Scotsman who's actually an Egyptian pretending to be a, uh, pretending to be Spanish. Spanish, Uh, We've got a... What is he? He's, he's, he's the, like Belgian, he, but he was, like, raised in the United States or the other way around. I can never remember what, uh... What that, I think he's that, Belgian and was raised. He's got in the a United weird States. accent. Yeah. He doesn't sound Scottish. He's the least sounding, least Scottish sounding person in that entire movie, um, playing a Scotsman, and then like somehow his cousin is also there. But oh, I thought like, you were going to talk about the Kurgan. But yeah. Oh yeah, the Kurgan. The Kurgan's just awesome. The, I, I don't know where the Kurgan is supposed the to be. Kurgan. Okay, so Kurgan. It, it's going. I, I just want to talk about. Kurgan. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Because Kurgan is a. Is Welcome a, to the Kurgan <laughs> cast with Alex. <laughs> because the Kurgans were a culture of like Bronze Age peoples living in the. The kind of the steppes uh, near modern oh, day, really? yeah, near, like near the Caucasus. I thought it was just an awesome sounding name. No. I didn't realize that it actually meant like, oh yeah. So like, like Connor McLeod is the Highlander. This guy is, is the, the Kurgan. Kurgan. Yeah. Okay, that makes so much more sense. Which would make Sean Connery the Egyptian. The Egyptian. Yeah, which I guess 
he doesn't call himself that, but whatever. Yeah, yeah no. So yeah. it's the Kurgan, the Highlander, and so on. Yeah. Despite Despite the fact that we don't actually know if the Kurgans called themselves the Kurgans, it's based off of like a a place where a certain pottery type was found. It's a really obscure culture okay. from like Bronze Age steps, and I don't know why they chose it other than it sounds awesome. It's an awesome sounding name. So but, yeah. so I was right. <laughs> um, okay, so but yeah, so there are people from all over the world, and like then, yeah, but it also is. Connor's cousin somehow is also immortal, and they run into each other sometimes. And they're like, "Oh, hey, you're still alive." Uh, it's a good thing we're not experiencing the call. Like, I'd hate to have to fight you. Uh, and then they just kind of go off again for a while, uh, even though Connor gets the prize at the end of Highlander One, which guess, assumes that the other guy, which is dead. assumes that all the other ones are dead, except Highlander Three. Then goes on and says, "No, there were other people there were trapped other in ones. a cave. There, there were just there is the Chinese guy trapped, trapped in, a in a cave. Trapped in a cave is basically the same as being he, beheaded. He missed the quickening because yeah, he was trapped he in a cave. He forgot about it. He slept through. <laughs> no, the quickening. the quickening forgot about him. <laughs> he slept through it. <laughs> he slept through his quickening that morning. Uh. Um, then there was okay, and then. I think it's Quinn, but the whole premise of that is that like it's way in the future, right? So yeah. that it that is implying that some mystical McLeod had a kid. I guess is what they're is what they're saying. Well, I mean, it. you kind of have to bring in two because in two all that no, is undone. Nope. <laughs> and so that's the only way it makes sense no, but if it, the events of two take place. Yeah. Not not counting the alien bullshit. I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look this up. I'm gonna have to see like whether or not like. I'm I'm looking it up now. Okay, is, guys, this is this is a tangent of epic proportions. It's filling up airtime. Okay. It's good. All right, all, all right. right. I, I wasn't allowed to talk about my David Bowie theory, but apparently you, we could talk about the Highlander yeah. cartoon that nobody ever watched. I well now I'm curious. For Twenty minutes. All right. Elise isn't offended. All right, so I'm even just even though she's offending Mormons everywhere. Right, I'm, I'm sorry, Mormons. I'm looking up to see if uh, Quinn McLeod uh, is. We're gonna really get there. And we're gonna realize it's not even that kid's name. No, I'm pretty sure. Quentin. His name. Quint, is it Quentin? I don't know. Is Quinn? McLeod. We're taking bets now. <laughs> What's the kid's name? Is it Quinn? Is it Quentin? I think Quinn is, is it short Quirky? for Quentin. It's Quirky, isn't Corgi, it? Corgi, Corgi McLeod. Corgi, it's Quirky McLeod. Quirky McLeod. Uh, hey guys, I'm Quirky the Clown. <laughs> oh. All right. I'm Quirky McLeod. I'm the Clown McLeod. Kind of I not. also do banana balloon animals at <laughs> children's parties. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. So apparently, it's not his name. Let me see. Uh, I'm just gonna look up. Oh my god! It's not his name. <laughs> I'm losing my shit. It's not his name. This is great. It's not his name. Hi, Thank see. you for sticking with us this long. We assure you, there's something at the end of this rabbit trail. <laughs> it's not his don't name. don't assure don't in, don't assure people we can't deliver oh on things people, we can't. Highlander cartoon show. Uh, if you know the answer Highlander to the name, the if you know the name of the main character from the Highlander <laughs> the animated series, email us at some nerds have an email uh, at gmail.com. It's an anim- is a Canadian French American animated television series, which premiered on September 18th, 1994. Uh, okay, give me a second. Wikipedia, Wikipedia is Wikipedia Uh, there we go. Uh, let's say plot. The story unfolds on post-apocalyptic Earth after a meteorite collision nearly wipes out all human civilization after setting off nuclear weapons. Following this catastrophe, Connor McLeod, the protagonist of the original film, and other immortals forswear the game of fighting each other until only one immortal remains to win the prize. 
Instead, the immortals swear to preserve human knowledge and help humanity. Oh, yeah, that's right. They, they turn into, like, cast, a council. They cast away their swords and call themselves jetters from the French jeté, which means throw, thrown away. But one immortal, Corton, refuses to swear the oath. He still seeks the prize and now wishes to dominate the world. So does oh, yeah, he's the one that looks like a chicken with like. So the... shouldn't he just win since all of the rest of them lost their swords? No, because the main character. Seven hundred years later. <laughs> seven... They're still not dead after seven hundred seven... years. Well, they're immortal, but like this guy has just been sitting on his thumbs for seven hundred years. All the rest of them covered in their swords. Well, they have to kill wait. them. They have... <laughs> no, no, no. He's like the the nerdy asthmatic immortal, and he. He's like, now is my chance. Now is my chance. I could totally take him tomorrow. That would maybe. Be, that would be an interesting concept oh. of a person oh. that's chosen as an immortal. That's oh my got, god! Like, no, it's even stupider. It's even stupider <laughs> than we thought. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, seven hundred years later, a Highland youth named Quentin. Okay, so we were close to his name. Quentin. Is yeah. killed trying to defend his clan, the Dundee, from Cortan's slavers. So it's the same story as the first movie. But in the but future! In the future. <laughs> uh, he uh. is then the prophesized immortal and returns to life. His dying mother reveals his true identity to be Quentin McLeod of the clan McLeod. The last of the McLeods. Oh my god. Oh my god. Quentin meets the janitor, Don Vicente Moreno Ramirez, who is apparently alive despite well, dying. Well, remember, he gets brought back in the events of Highlander 2. But he dies in the second one, too. Uh, I know. He died twice. <laughs> Uh, oh my god. Oh my god. Ramirez teaches Quentin about immortals and his mission to confront Cortan. So I guess he. I don't. I don't even know. Accompanied by Ramirez, his adoptive sister Clyde, and their pet, their pet Gaul, is that the name? I'm hoping that's the name of the pet, and that they just don't have an ancient Frenchman as a pet. Quentin seeks out the janitors to gain their quickening and their knowledge, not by beheading because it's a kids show, but by sharing as McLeod and the janitor grasp the same sword simultaneously. Jesus Christ. The, okay. The only thing I knew about this was that there was a video game yeah. made for the Atari Jaguar. I, yeah, no, because there was that video. The Spoonie they, did yeah, Spoonie one. Spoonie did a video yeah. about it. I remembered watching it as a kid, but I remembered literally nothing about it other than the opening credits. <laughs> that like Usually in Saturday morning cartoons that explain the entire premise, but I don't remember any of well, that. How could you explain that in an opening set? <laughs> I remember I remember it being like like a whole bunch of guys in robes standing around Stonehenge throwing their swords throwing the their ground. swords away. Yeah. yeah, that's what it that's what it was. And I don't remember the rest of it. Like that <laughs> the rest of that. Did actually happen? Oh my or is god. this just a shared memory? Oh my god. Is this a tulpla? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Sherlock. This is our this is our Mandela effect. Is this, is this our Blue Rose? No. This is our Bernstein. No. This is our Bernstein. No. Bernstein is our Bernstein. <laughs> Um, does anyone else remember, speaking of, like, stupid cartoons for the 90s, does anyone else remember, uh, Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably You're too, too young. young. I'm yeah, too young. Yeah. I'll tell you about a we show that you guys didn't watch. <laughs> no, you tell me about this one first. I, 
That's it. That's it. It was Sherlock Holmes. It was Sherlock Holmes in the 20s. Watson was a robot. Yes, that's correct. Or a cyborg? No, he was an android, I think. Like he was. Well, we already have a Watson robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From that. From that. From made by IBM. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, that uh, that that show was dumb too. Uh, I think that it, I think it aired around the same time as the Highlander cartoon yeah. show, which is why I remember this joined those together in my mind. So, uh, for some reason, it's interesting you brought up a show from your childhood that you remembered all of a sudden for no reason. Because a couple days ago, I thought of a show from my childhood that I remember for no reason that okay. I want to go back and watch. Uh, have you ever heard of Strange Days at Blake Holsey High? Yes. Okay, you have. Yes. I don't know. Describe it to me at my Is it is it it was sort of like one of those like little kid versions of like Twin Peaks or like the X Files or something like that. More like the X Files. It it basically was in like the early two thousand early to mid two thousands, at least when I watched it on uh, Discovery Kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it it basically takes place in this Canadian boarding school Mm -hmm. that was built right across the street from this research laboratory where the incident took place. The incident. (laughs) God, I hate that incident. (laughs) And so as a result, there's some kind of weird temporal not temporal but weird distortions that that happen and occasionally strange things happen it's once you know every episode is the monster of the week kind of thing yeah uh but it's the science club i think actually i think it was uh stranger things that reminded me of it where it's like the av club yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh this is the science club and so this teacher the science teacher and the kids in the science club get together to try to solve the thing and that's interpersonal relationships and stuff like that mm. and i remember it you know i remember watching it and i was like oh, this is pretty cool i'd like to watch it all because i would catch like an episode here and an episode there yeah. but never get it from the beginning there was a bit of an ongoing story yeah but uh, mostly it was just kind of isolated it was kind of like um there was another show that kind of predated that mm-hmm. from like the mid 90s called Erie, Indiana. Okay. That do you remember this one, Elise? Oh man, this one I actually there A V Club or someone did a story about it recently. I think because of Stranger Things. And it was basically talking about like how ahead of its time this show was. Cause it was again like like kids fighting paranormal things and so it took place in this small town in Indiana called Erie, of mm-hmm, course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the, the population from the, from the, uh, sign out front, the population was 1600, 666. Okay. <laughs> so it was that kind it's of a show. Pretty, pretty on the nose. There. Yeah. But it was like, it was, it was intentionally so it mm-hmm. was like, it, cause it was around that, you know, it was the mid nineties and everyone was interested in the paranormal because X-Files and sightings and uh, it was kind of like done as a counterpoint. I, I, I think it was, I want to say it aired on Fox kids, like around the same time as like goosebumps, mm-hmm. like the goosebumps TV show, but it was like way better made mm-hmm. and like way smarter of an idea. And so that's another thing that's like, that'd be an interesting thing to go back and watch now. Cause I don't remember anything about that show other than the title and the basic premise of like, Hey, it's this small town and weird things happen in it. Yeah. So, um, well, let's see what else has been going on in the world. Uh, we man, we've been really meandering today. Yeah. Uh, I did kind of want to talk about Friday the Thirteenth versus Halloween. I still haven't finished the series yet, but kind of my impressions on it on either series. Uh, but my impressions right now is just that it's kind of impossible to compare them, which sounds weird because like. 
they are like not so much as like Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street. I think are easier to compare. Yeah, but like Halloween kind of gets thrown in there sometimes too. But I don't know if it's necessarily apt. Like Friday the Thirteenth is best when it keeps trying to do the same thing. Like when Friday the Thirteenth tries to change the formula, it gets pushed back against. Like in space. In space. Well, not even in space. Like in space, the formula can still work. Like what I'm talking about is like the worst one that I've watched so far, other than maybe Jason Takes Manhattan, the worst one is Friday the 13th Part 5 because that's the one where Jason isn't Jason. There's a guy that's just dressed up as Jason and you find out like you find out at the end that it was just this guy who was a paramedic named Roy. So Roy the, the Jason, yeah, Roy Roy the movie, as they <laughs> they joke on. Uh, we hate movies. Uh, um, another better podcast. Another better podcast. So, but it's why are you even listening? To why this are you podcast? even listening to this one? There's so many better podcasts out there, and I steal all of my jokes from them. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and I mean, with the exception of the first one, because the first one, like setting up the formula, like once you get Jason as the killer, it's like, oh, well, he should just stay the killer. But then in part, like in part four. He's dead. And so, like, well, we need, we need to do another sequel. So they do this. They, they basically set it up where one of the survivors of part four is now in, like, this halfway house. And this kid gets murdered at the halfway house. And these paramedics come and take the body. And turns out that one of the paramedics was actually secretly this kid's dad. And, like, nobody knew. And didn't say anything. And he doesn't say anything. And he just comes back later in a hockey mask and just kills everyone at the halfway house. Mm. Because, oh, you let my son get killed. Even though he's, like, supernaturally strong throughout the entire movie and is doing crazy, ridiculous things to make you think it's Jason. And then it's not Jason through the entire thing. And then at the end of that one, the guy who survived part four and has also now survived part five puts on the hockey mask and they do like a stinger at the end where he's like, Oh no, he's about to kill someone. And then they forget about it by part six. Cause oh. by part six is like, no, no, Jason's alive again. Yeah. So it's like best. It, it's, I, I, I think that movie though, like that series is like, if we're looking at those two in just series, it's a better series, I guess, because it's more consistent if that's how you're defining better, like it's, it's more like it's all on that same level. Like it does it like the highest highs and the lowest lows are fairly close to each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Halloween, it's like, Oh, you've got like two of the best horror movies ever made. Halloween one and Halloween three. Like, and then Halloween two, is which just, apparently all your friends are kind of uh, down well, on Halloween. I, I don't two, understand three. it. Like, like Halloween three for a long time, people disliked. And then after that, like, I feel like now basically everyone understands that it's a classic. Like, except the people that came over to watch Except the people who came over to watch this last time. I don't understand. But anyway, it's it's widely regarded to be a classic now. Um, It wasn't when it first came out. Mm -hmm. But, like, Halloween 1 is, like, one of the best horror movies ever. Halloween 2 is a decent sequel. Halloween 3 is a great reinvention of a series and like keeping that uh keeping that that the fresh ideas going into it and it's completely different from the first two movies um and so like it's interesting for that reason and then so like unlike Friday the 13th which is 
good only when it's still trying to just kind of redo the same formula over and over again. I think that Halloween is at its best when people are trying to reinvent it. So, like, Halloween 2 I don't think is as good as Halloween 1 because it's just the same story as the first movie again, but now in a hospital. And the only thing that really saves it is Donald Pleasance, uh, at, especially at the end. At least we can... Oh, I, I, I was just going to make a joke. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Just, no, joke. Just like... I joke over like, you all the time. It, it's like all the doctors were saying, or uh, all the doctors, all the directors were saying, um, the Mike Myers should be on the screen the whole time. Mm. And when he's not on screen, the <laughs> other characters should say, where's, where's Michael Mike Myers? Myers? <laughs> yep. Um, so that's, that's where the producers, they watched Halloween three and they were like, here's your note. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. I don't know. I, and, <laughs> And when they bring him back, I, I, I did enjoy Halloween. I, I still haven't seen Halloween 6 yet, but I enjoyed Halloween 4 and 5 more than I thought I would purely because it's like, oh, well, they're doing something a little different. They're, like, teasing in this idea of, like, this is a curse, basically. Like, they start putting in this, this cult that is, like, an ancient pagan cult of thorn um, that has, like, ritual family sacrifices on Samhain. So it's like, okay, well, that's why it is. Like, Was this from the 90s? This is from the 80s. This okay. is like the late so 80s. This is when like everybody had a working knowledge of like pagan and Wicca. Well, kind of. Well, I mean, I mean, well, a working not not yeah. knowledge. And I mean, in, in Halloween. <laughs> working misconception. Halloween yeah. <laughs> And Halloween 3 is largely about like, is, is, is largely about also, oh yeah, the, the Feast of Samhain and like yeah. human sacrifice and all this stuff. So like they take, they basically kind of bring that idea from Halloween three into the other Halloween movies and be like, well, Michael Myers has been cursed with this, with the curse of thorn, which is basically, you know, one person is chosen to kill their family so that the rest of the village can prosper for the rest of the year. Um, and so like, that's why it's, oh, well, that's why he's constantly coming back to try to kill so his it's sister. it's the lottery on roids? Kind of. Yeah. It's a roid raging. Roid, roid raging lottery. And okay. so like, that's why he can't die. Like he can't die until like this has been fulfilled, which is why he's constantly coming back to try to kill his family members. It's like, okay, that makes it a little bit interesting. And then they throw that out the window after movie six, probably largely because Donald Pleasance died during the filming of Halloween six and he was the best part of the series. Yeah. So like, and, and that was the other thing is like, that's another thing that kind of is, makes it difficult to compare is with Friday the 13th, the person you're really rooting for is Jason. Like you want, <laughs> and I'm not even being, I'm not even being like sarcastic. Fuck I'm, those sexy teens. Well, it's not, it's not just fuck those. team Jason. It's not just fuck those sexy teens. It's that Jason is like the only through line through all of those movies. He's your anti-hero. Yeah, and so in the most inter the most entertaining part of the film franchise is when Jason is on screen killing people. And everyone should ask, where's, where's Jason? Jason? Yeah. Because then he's going to pop up behind you. Because then he's going to pop yeah. up behind you and like throw you against a tree or like pop your eyes out of your head or like cut off your face the weed whacker or something. Like it's always something interesting. Like it's almost entirely like spectacle and just like wanting to see the inventive ways that the people are getting killed. The least important of the elements of theater, according, according to, to Aristotle. Aristotle. Yes, yes, and we all know. <laughs> and I've, I've, other than that, of course, Friday the Thirteenth is basically just a classical Greek tragedy. <laughs> 
Well, they're wearing there's no masks. Co- there's no chorus, though. That's true. Uh, mm-hmm. the, there's, uh, there's rock and roll music, and they're wearing masks. <laughs> it's close <laughs> enough. So I, you've been talking a lot about yeah. uh, Friday the 13th, and I wanted to share something that I actually found out um, today, actually. Okay. Um, have you you watched Night Mind occasionally? Occasionally, have you been yeah, have been you been watching this more recent stuff? I haven't seen him recently. No. Okay, because as uh, Night Mind is another is a YouTube channel that focuses on creepy and and weird stuff on the internet as well as movies and such. Uh, but basically, he was doing his um, Halloween specials, mm-hmm. and one of the things he got were a bunch of kind of monsters, a bunch of like things, urban legend kind of style, uh, peep things. Showcasing urban legends. That's the word yeah. I'm trying to think of. And one of the ones he had in his not most recent video, but the one before that, was talking about Cropsy. Oh, yeah. No, I'm familiar with Cropsy. You're familiar with yes. how Cropsy I've is the inspiration the... for Friday the 13th? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. I've seen the documentary about Cropsy. Yeah, and how about how in one of the earliest newspaper references to Cropsy... The the basically Can you give us some uh, background on Cropsy? Yeah, yeah. Let's, okay. let's talk about it. Our listeners, you don't know. Oh, listen. Certainly just not another podcast host who oh. is very confused right now. Okay. Well, you saw the documentary. I've seen it. the documentary. So, so what, what, what do you know from the okay, documentary? Okay, so Cropsy is, I guess an urban legend is the best way to describe mm-hmm. it. Um, from... I want to say it's Long Island? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so there there's a, there's a mental institution that was shut down, like, kind of on this island off the coast of Long Island. Okay. And in the 70s and 80s, people kept talking about this, like, like it was, oh, yeah, Cropsy lives there. Cropsy's going to get you. He kills kids, all this stuff. Um, and, like, the story behind it is basically, like, it was a mental institution that was set up, like, when we still institutionalized people for mental disabilities. Yeah. Okay? So this was, like where people with extreme autism and things like that would go and basically just be kind of locked away forever. And as a result of some exposés in... Like se- Christmas in Purgatory? Yes. Okay. Or, or like any sane asylum from before the 70s. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so, like, people would go... Like, these journalists went there and did this huge, like, expose on, like, how terrible it was and, like, how all these people were being treated. And... um Basically, what ended up happening was, like, you know, there was a huge public outcry and, like, this place got shut down. Well, the problem was then that there was no facilities that could take them. And so, like, there was a whole lot of problems. There was, like, I think there was an upshoot in homelessness, I want to say. And basically, in the documentary, they go there and they see, like, people are still, like, living on this island. Like, it's supposed to be abandoned, but it's, like... They kept finding, like, campsites and things like that where people were clearly living. So it's like, is Cropsy, like, does the story of Cropsy, like, this crazed mental patient stealing kids, does it come from actual, like, people with severe disabilities, like, living out in the wilderness on this island, basically? Is what I I recall. It's been a few years since I've watched it. Um, but yeah, that's about the gist of it, right? That, Alex? That's about the gist of it in what what has come about in the 70s and 80s and whatnot. Yeah. But it actually, according to his research, and you know, this is all speculation because you know, when you're dealing with urban legends like the like you know the Chicago Gas Man who sneaks into your house and sticks you with gas of laughing uh, gas, the yeah. the, the, uh, the the Bunny Man, the Bunny Man, the the Moth Man. You know, you get these newspaper stories, and there's no way you can verify them, of yeah. course. But in his research, the oldest 
story that he could find referencing this Cropsey was from the from the sixties actually, mm-hmm. uh, and it was about a judge, a respected judge of the community whose last name was My Cropsey. Name is judge. judge Cropsey, uh, who was basically you know put his kid in a summer camp, and the counselors let him. Basically, they they weren't paying attention. He drowned. They were making love. I don't know. They probably weren't actually doing that. I think what they were doing is they were actually talking to him. Uh-huh. Like I think he was dropping them off or or something. I don't even think he was. They were supposed to be there. Like they were just. Oh yeah, you can go swim with these people if you want. Uh-huh. Uh And he disappeared. They dredged the lake. They found his body. And the weird thing is that apparently this place was called Camp Crystal Lake. Okay. And huh. the the judge kind of went a little crazy. They may have put him in the, the asylum. Uh, but then later, of course, when those killings started, they blamed it on him. Basically saying it's this, this, this judge, this respected pillar of the community that went nuts and, and is now killing kids because they took my kid. Which, okay. as far as I understand, is, spoilers, the plot of the first Pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. The, the the first the first movie, Jason isn't the killer. It's Jason's mother mm-hmm. is the killer. Yeah, and so basically, it, it's like, well, you just ripped that from from New York's, you know, ripped from the straight headlines. from the headline. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I I actually yeah. never knew that. Mm-hmm. I knew like I I always like the the Cropsey documentary is all about like this abandoned the asylum. asylum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I'll, s- I'll send you the link yeah, to the yeah, video so you can out. you can watch that for yourself. It's got uh, showcases other urban legend and such, including one from Mexico, which is really kind of cool. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'll send that to you and you can check that out. But uh, the point I was making is that like with with the Friday the Thirteenth movie is like Jason is the through line. Like you're interested in him with the Halloween movies, with the exceptions of the ones made after Six and Halloween Three. There's the through line of the character of Dr. Loomis and like, cause Dr. Loomis is in Halloween's one, two, four, five, and six. And like, he is the most amazing thing in the movies because he's goddamn Donald Pleasance <laughs> who is like an actual actor. And I feel like that's one of the things that like you kind of need in like a horror movie. The, like, pu- the Pume man. Like, yeah, he's in the Pume man. <laughs> um, but like in, in the Halloween movies, it's like, no, he's like, He's like Captain Ahab. If you were rooting for Captain Ahab, he's like, <laughs> I've got to kill this monster that has escaped into the world on my watch. Like, cause he's Michael Myers psychologist. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's the person that you're following. And like, he'll appear every once in a while, but then like the, the first movie, a lot of the suspense is he's coming to Haddonfield. It was like, he knows Michael Myers has escaped. He knows where he's going. He knows what he's trying to do. It's like he he killed his family on Halloween night, you know, so now he's back to, like, continue the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, he's trying to get there, but, like, no one in law enforcement will listen to him. And meanwhile, you're also following uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character and, like, all her stuff. And so it's like... I hope he gets to her in time. I hope he saves her. Like that's, and that's where the interest in the movie is. And then like, as the movies go on, Dr. Loomis just gets kind of crazier and crazier and crazier (laughs) because he keeps undergoing like more and more crazy crap. More crazy or less crazy than the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis now has a very successful uh, yogurt campaign. I mean, that yogurt campaign, I'm pretty sure is gone now. Now she's going back (laughs) to Halloween movies, actually. There's going to be, 
There's, gonna, there's no more yogurt. There's no more yogurt. She's going back to Halloween movies. I'm not even kidding. The like, yogurt is the Halloween. They're doing. Movie. They're doing now that. It, uh, hey, indigestion is a very scary next, thing. Next year, next year is the 40th anniversary of the first Halloween movie, and so she is going to do another one. Wow. It's going to be coming out in October of 2018. Yeah. I, I only want to see that if like somehow Activia is worked into. Oh it. man. And it's just like I'm going to the bathroom at a that regular was, time. That was the problem that Michael Myers had. Is he was just he was, wasn't keeping regular. It'll make you crazy. It'll make you just it'll make you just murder crazy. <laughs> Who knows when you're gonna poop next? So I I know you 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 mentioned briefly yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street and yeah. how you, how it really people compare yeah. more Nightmare on Elm Street and and. and Friday, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Why don't you bring that one up more? Because you've I, talked at length about Halloween oh, and love, at Friday the 13th, uh, but you barely even mention Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. He doesn't like Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, I, okay. Uh, the main reason, there, there's a short answer and a long answer. The short answer is because this year we had Friday the 13th and Halloween in the same month. So I've been focusing on those. I think I mentioned that last time. Mm. Since we had them both, I'm like, oh, well, I've never seen all of these movies, so let's sit down and like watch them and see how they stack up. The reason why I hadn't really talked about Nightmare on Elm Street is because, well, it, it, it gets talked about with Friday the 13th a lot anyway. Um, the other reason is I, I have seen, again, I've seen most of them. I haven't seen all of them yet. I feel like, okay, so if... Friday the 13th is, like, a level, like, one basic, like, straight level of quality. And then, like, Halloween is, like, up and down and up and down. Like, Nightmare on Elm Street is, like, up a little and then down. Okay. And then it doesn't really ever get back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the first Nightmare on Elm Street is a classic movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that movie is is got some of the best practical effects ever. Um, it's a great premise. Freddy has a personality, but he's still scary. Um, there's some really, like, really great, uh, famous deaths in that movie. Uh, the, the girl, like, flying up around the ceiling and, like, getting clawed up, like, while her boyfriend is, like, unable to help her. Like, that one's terrifying. Um, Johnny Depp falling into the bed and, like, the spray of blood coming out. Mm -hmm. Uh, like... The, like all that stuff is amazing and like really still holds up, and then like Nightmare Two is just like it's a sequel, uh, and then three. I actually I, I probably like most horror movie fans. Nightmare on Elm Street three is my favorite because it's like it does just enough differently, um, and it's got again some pretty good kills. Like Welcome to Prime Time, bitch, and he slams the woman like the the, the girl's head into the TV. Mm-hmm. Like that one's that's good um and then of course like all the the the, the titular dream warriors from <laughs> that's what the subtitle is uh nightmare on elm street three the dream warriors mm-hmm. because it's all these again kind of putting it in an asylum is all these kids who are whose parents lived on elm street and so like they're the last of the elm street kids that freddy's coming after and so they're all kind of crazy because they can't really sleep um, and then the survivor of the first movie shows up and like, she's a counselor now and is like helping them to fight against Freddie. Um, so there's like a lot more of like teamwork element and like, I like all the characters and they have, 
they they realize that since it's a dream, they have like special powers, and so there's like a D and D nerd who turns into a sorcerer in his dreams. Um, there's one guy that's like super strong. There's uh, like and so it's like it's all of them have like really cool like personalities, and there's like almost like a superhero vibe to it. Yeah. So it's yeah, like yeah. it's different enough from the original formula that it's cool. And then like I've only really only up to five at this point. I think I haven't seen six or seven yet. Um, but like four and five, it's just kind of like, it's not as interesting. Freddie, like it becomes more about humor, like, especially from what I understand from the last one, which I haven't seen yet. There's a lot of like really stupid slapstick gags in it. So I don't know. They're, they're just not as there's they're, they're the visuals are always great. Um, the spectacle is still there, like with Friday the 13th, but I feel like with Friday the 13th, you have like less like stupid shit to wade through. Whereas with the nightmare on movies, you've got a little bit more. Uh, if I had to, if I had to rate them based just off the first movie, it'd be Halloween, then nightmare on M street, then Friday the 13th. If I probably, I don't know. I would have to sit down. I still need to finish the rest of the series, mm-hmm. but as, as, you've as, spent as, as it sits right now, I don't know. See, like I said earlier, I don't know if I could like rate which series is better between Halloween and Friday the 13th because they are so different. Um, but I think I, I prefer Halloween still as a series. Friday the 13th has a lot of, and one other interesting thing that was like cool about watching them. Cause I watched them in the order that they were released uh-huh. because there's a huge gap in time between Halloween three and Halloween four. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and in that span of time, you get like four or five Friday the 13th movies. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see, like, okay, so Halloween 2, 1981, the last time Michael Myers was on screen before Halloween 4. Um, and then Halloween 4, I think, was like 88. So we've got like seven years in there of Friday the 13th movies. Um, to like kind of how that affects the way that the the Halloween movies get made because those movies were first mm-hmm. and then Friday the 13th kind of copied them and then with the Halloween movies they're kind of copying like the later ones or kind of copying Friday the 13th so it's like an interesting like play with both of them where they kind of are just copying off of each other I don't know maybe I don't uh, know. I'll probably finish up the series and like do some actual like rating and like I think I'll have to to rate them like one through three, which has the best like visual stuff, which make, has the best character. Make but now it, it's the merry happy holiday season. Put so put you a listicle. Can't watch the Halloween I'll make a movies. listicle. Yeah. Put it on the Facebook page. No, yeah, in the merry merry happy. Okay, so merry happy. Um, what is it? Um, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. Uh, Black Christmas. Uh, Santa Claus. Krampus? Sa- Santa Claus. Krampus. Uh, what is that? Gold Goldberg did one. What was it? Um, Santa's sleigh, I think, is what it's called. Um, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. The the wrestler <laughs> Goldberg. That a joke from uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Saves Christmas. Oh, Ernest Saves Christmas. Yes, yeah. there is a there is a joke about a Halloween a Christmas horror movie in, in, in Ernest, Ernest Saves, Saves Christmas. Christmas. Um, what else? Is, no, that one was another, called Sleigh Bells, though. Uh, oh Jesus! Well, another, anyway. another scary one. Tim Curry. Uh, no, not Tim Curry. Tim, Curry. <laughs> Tim Curry is Santa Claus. <laughs> That'd be great. No. I was, was going to say Tim Allen, but yeah. yeah, Tim Allen. Tim Allen is pretty Hello, scary. Hello, children. <laughs> Are you been naughty or nice? Come sit on my lap. 
That was, that was a little bit more Alan Rickman oh, there. <laughs> Alan Rickman as Santa Claus. Alan Rickman as Santa Claus would be good, too. R.I.P., by the way. Oh. Um, yeah. He's also on that planet with David yeah, Bowie. Yeah, he's also on the planet with David Bowie. No, no, Tim Tim Curry. Tim Curry as Santa Claus. <laughs> just just try, to, try to ignore the fishnets. <laughs> You always play up that. You always play up that Tim Curry, yeah. not not the uh, not the Clue Tim Curry yeah. or the any other Tim Curry. Rocky Horror Picture Show is best Tim Curry, followed immediately by um, the Wild Muppet, the Wild no, Thornberries. The Wild Thornberries. No, no. no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Muppet Treasure, Treasure Island. Island. Uh, that was pretty good. Muppet Treasure Island. Tim Curry. I I, I like I like. Uh, this is my only number. <laughs> I I like. Uh, uh, Wild Thornberries, Tim Curry. I personally. think one of my favorite. Marianne, I'm a sleuth. Look how slowly I move. Did I ever th- show you the video of the mashup between Wild Thornberries, Tim Curry, and Rocky Horror, Tim Curry? I've seen so many yeah. Wild Thornberries mashups with various things that I probably uh. have seen that one. I like the uh, the Lady Gaga mashup. With- <laughs> 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 Uh, I hope this doesn't awaken anything. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I feel like we need, do we need to wrap this up? Or I feel like can we keep going? We could probably we could do either one. Honestly, could we? Or I mean, should we? Uh, we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. I think. Right, but right. let's web comic of the week. Web comic web of the comic. week. Oh, before we get into that, okay. the, the only other thing that I've been the only other um, pop. Culture I guess we're not thing. wrapping this Sorry. up. Please. There was one. There was one more pop culture thing that I've been consuming that I wanted to talk. Dear about. Dear God, if you say Dark Souls, I no. will give you back your ring. I will leave this apartment. <laughs> I will take the cats with me. <laughs> Don't take the cats. I wasn't going to talk about Dark Souls though. Okay. Well, now, now you brought it now up. Now you brought it no, up. No. <laughs> you let the genie out of the bottle, Elise. Why? No, 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 no. No, I've been um, I've been listening to the Black Tapes podcast. Have oh, you, this is good. Have you listened to this, Alex? No. What is it? Okay, I think you would actually enjoy this. So, uh, Black Tapes, it's a uh, it's a podcast series that's sort of like serial, but like a fictionalized version of serial. Like checks? Like oh, no, like yeah, like checks checks quest. Checks quest. It's the podcast a, version of checks needs quest. Needs an HD re- remake. It does need an HD remake. Serial was a series done by NPR? Yes. Oh, okay. So, it was a podcast series, it was widely popular. They kind of like were going to do a sort of general NPR journalistic thing and then ended up digging into like one specific case. Yeah. It was um, it was riveting. Yeah. Everyone was into it, Alex. Well, I was not into Everyone. it. Everyone. It's actually, it's actually really good. It's when, a, when was that? Uh, a couple of years ago. They've, had, yeah. they've done two seasons now. The first season is about a guy who was convicted of his, murdering his girlfriend in Baltimore a few years ago, and so they were like digging into this case and to see like whether or not like is, is that the one where they they like exonerated by Netflix? Is that no? It, that's making a murder. That's making a murder. But yeah. making a murder was made because of serial was oh. so popular. Like serial was the one that did that yeah. basic kind of story first. Gotcha. But gotcha. It, like he he hasn't been exonerated. But like yeah, they, they in the in the court of public opinion. Not yeah. necessarily because oh. like the the it's very it's very balanced where it's like. It's NPR, he's, damn it, not CNN or Fox News. He's like, well, because it's like, well, he's saying this, but really, is he is like, we we talk to this expert and he says that this is a possibility. So it's like, it just is like, it's less cut and dry than it originally appeared to be. Mm. Like, there was also like, is there a possibility of like, there's a serial killer that was the one who murdered the girlfriend because there's someone was convicted. 
uh, in the same basic area a few years later of similar murders. So it's like, could that be the same killer? And like, this guy wasn't actually doing it. So it's like, they bring up all these different possibilities and mm -hmm. basically like, leave it up to you. Um, and then same thing for the second season. The second season was about a guy who went AWOL in Afghanistan um, a few years back. Uh, and like, did he like the question of like, was he going to go join the Taliban or like, did he like want to prove? Cause his story is that he was, um, trying to prove problems with like the, like the security of the base or something like that and ended up getting captured, mm -hmm. um, and tortured for like six months. Yeah. I think I heard something. Yeah. Like that. So like those, that's, that's what it's based off of is, is like this single story told every week. Um, they're on their third season of Black Tapes now, but the Black Tapes is basically, it was going to start off as a podcast exploring people's, uh, weird and interesting, like hobbies and jobs. And the first episode was going to be about paranormal investigators. And then they decided, no, 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 this is the series. It's about this one paranormal investigator, this guy named Richard Strand, who investigates the paranormal, but doesn't actually believe in the paranormal. Are you sure that's not just a framing device and not like, a, oh, we decided to do this all of a sudden? No, no, it's, it's, it's fiction. Oh, okay. It's, it's a fictional, okay. it's a fictional story. Oh, okay. Yeah. But so like, yeah, so they do it, device. they do it in the style of an NPR podcast okay. so like yeah. the message and stuff like that. Okay. yeah another and, great podcast and the, the premise the premise is basically okay well richard strand is like this great debunker like in the first couple of episodes the way you describe him is basically like a james randy character like he has a million dollar prize to anyone who can prove the existence of something paranormal just like james randy does prove the non-existence of the time cube yeah. yes prove the non-existence of the time cube um so he has all, all these like white VHS cases where he has like things that he's successfully debunked. But then there's a small row of black VHS cases, the black tapes, the black tapes, the titular black tapes that haven't been solved yet. And so that, that's kind of what they focus on. And like that halfway through the first season, it turns out that there's all these like weird, like connections that they all have in common. And so it's like, well, is there actually some, and then the, the great question of the series is, is there actually something to all of this or is it something mundane? Like, is there actually, cause they're all kind of like tying back to like these ideas of demonic possessions and sacred geometry and other dimensions and the end of the world. There's all these like common threads between them, mm -hmm. but then like every, at least in the, especially in the first season, second season is doing this a little bit less, but the first season it would be like the reporter would be, wow, that's, that's really convincing. Like, this person saw this, we see this on the tape, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, well, yes, but here are the things that that could possibly be. And then like, so again, it's it's like serial in that they kind of leave it up to you. Like, is this something paranormal or is there like a, a mundane explanation? And this is all just a series of like really weird coincidences. Mm. So it's, I've been listening to the crap out of that. I'm, I'm, I'm most of the way done with season two and they've been going through season three so i'm almost caught up interesting um, but i recommend it it's really good the second season gets really creepy mm -hmm. um i don't get creeped out by like demonic stuff very often but they do these like since it's all podcasts they do these like audio mix things um because it's starting to become one of the common threads is something called the unsound 
which I think is something that's like a lot of this stuff is like based in real like folklore mm-hmm. and like urban legends. And so the unsound is supposedly a sound that God cannot hear. What? That it, that basically because Lucifer was the angel of music originally is where this comes from. That when he was cast out of that brings a whole nother level to the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, um, that because sing my angel of music. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alex shrugged. That's why I, I had to I, explain oh, okay. it. I I don't I don't know um, demons and angels and such. Phantom. The, the Phantom, Phantom of the call, Opera. Phantom oh, yeah. of the Opera calls Christine angel his of angel music. of music. Yeah, yeah. If the angel of music is in fact Lucifer, yeah, yeah. that brings this up a different. whole new... I, I don't, and now I've explained the reference yeah. and it's ruined. I don't know if that's actually what that comes from, but but the way, but the, the setup for this story about the unsound is that Lucifer was the angel of music, so when he was cast out of heaven, he kind of left a back door back into <laughs> the world in the form of a sound. Back door heaven! Sounds like an amazing hair it does. band. It does. It sounds like something 80s. that, like, not White Snake, but like a White Snake <laughs> cover band would have played. Um, or like, actually, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like a Spinal Tap song. Yes. <laughs> um, it's about butts, guys. <laughs> uh, That's why it's called Backdoor. No, yeah. <laughs> but so that basically, he created this like way to get back in, which is called the unsound, which is a sound that God cannot hear. But if, like, a human plays it, it basically creates a portal for people to come in through. And, like, some people interpret it as it's a sound that if you hear it, you die within a year. And so there's, like, uh, there's a thing about, like, a rock and roll band where the, what, the, the lead singer thinks he discovers the unsound and then is found dead less than a year later. And, like, there's this whole, like, mystery about, like, well, was he just unbalanced or, like, because then they play the unsound on the podcast and, like, it's more than a year later and, like, the, the, the newscaster is still alive and they make a thing about that, like, you know, she's... And everybody that listened to it. Yeah, is everyone alive. listened to it. <laughs> and you're still alive. Well, you're still alive. But there's also, like, one of the other band members starts studying it and, like, becomes the monk, basically, studying music and he, like... <laughs> thinks he claims he discovers a cure to the unsound and like sends it. So it's like, well, did nothing happen because it's nonsense and it's all made up or did nothing happen because this guy actually found a sound to cure the unsound. And so like, since they listened to both of them, it just canceled each other out. Okay. Yeah. So Uh, like, that's kind of, again, like that's a lot of what the show is. It's like what, and like the tagline for it is what do you believe? Because mm -hmm. it's, it's all about, in the first season, they open it with uh, the Black Tapes is a podcast about faith and belief that occasionally dips into the supernatural. And then the second season is much more just like focused on supernatural stuff. It's spooky stuff. It's spooky stuff. It's spooky scary. Anyway, right. so that's what I've been listening to. Sorry, Alex. I the- feel like the uh, I feel like the uh, we have like the the weekly segment of web comic of the week, but then I feel like the. But wait, before we say that is like the other segment that we do yeah. in this podcast. Everybody shut up. <laughs> That's the other segment. All right. Sorry, Alex, go ahead. Oh, can I go? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm done. Yeah, we're All done right. with the but wait. But wait. All right. So webcomic of the week. Uh, right, so, so you guys, you like Star Wars. 
Yes. Do you like D and D? Yeah. How would you like a telling if Star Wars was told by D and D players? I, I've seen that one. I know this one, the one you're talking about. Yeah. This is Darths and Droids, which is you know fairly well known probably, but for those that are, don't know what I'm talking about, Darths and Droids is a webcomic that takes screenshots from the Star Wars films, and uh, yeah, all of the Star Wars films, including the prequels. And basically, it, it turns it into a campaign set in a sci-fi setting. The idea being that this is a universe where Star Wars never existed. And so the DM and all his party members are running through Star Wars. But they don't just run through the Star Wars, you know, beat for beat. They kind of change things around using only, you know, characters say completely different things. They're completely different, arc, you know, characters. But they have the same names, and the actions that are seen have to be, of course, the same. So they manage to do things that, that are kind of crazy, like making Jar Jar actually not suck, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, is kind of crazy. And it's it's uh, a pretty solid thing. They're currently, it started, you know, with the prequel. So they went through all Phantom Menace, you know, Attack yeah. of the Clones and all that. And uh, it's up. It got through Jedi, and now it's on the new series. Because when they started this, like they had no idea that yeah. they were going to come yeah. back and do more Star Wars films. Everyone thought, "Oh, this is just this is it. We're going to get to Jedi, and then we'll call this project closed." But now they're going to the new ones, and they're doing Rogue One first. They're they're doing Rogue One first, and then they're going to do uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens, yeah. Cool. And eventually, of course, Last Jedi and whatever the hell comes next. But it's basically a way to uh, kind of take the take the the genre of a bunch of nerds sitting around a game <laughs> rolling dice and coming up with just insane plots and plans, uh, and and also kind of shows some of behind the curtain. Like uh, they'll talk about, oh hey Annie, how was your day? Oh it sucked. You know, just kind of the actual yeah. character of the, the, the players. players. Uh, the story of the players actually comes into it a bit as well, and eventually, like some of them end up getting married and they move in together. It's just, it's just great. Yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, that's that's my web comic of the week is Darths and Droids. Yeah. All right. So, hey, speaking of like, we'll we'll leave it with this. I think speaking of that, the the, the Star Wars movies coming out one year. Like, I I might be in the minority on this. I'm that 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 uh, Han Solo movie. I, I'll tell you right now, I don't need it. I don't know if I need that. I kind of was interested in it when it was like that was Nick's mic drop moment, was, yeah. and now we're done. We don't need Han Solo. We'll, no. we'll mic drop. We'll, I don't need the Han Solo soul, like the 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 You don't prequel. need the Han Solo. You don't, need, you don't need the young the uh, adventures of young Han Solo. I don't need the young. I as much as I love like the casting for Lando, like I was excited about it when it was going to be like like super goofy. And like the people who wasn't it like the guys who did the Lego movie were gonna direct it. Yeah. Like I was down for that, and then Disney was like, "No, it's too silly. We <laughs> we're taking our toy, like just like what they did with Ant Man. <laughs> no, we don't want a good Edgar Wright movie. We want just the middle of the road Marvel movie. So we're gonna take Edgar Wright off of it, put on someone that is just gonna do what we want them. Oh to man, do. I would so watch an Edgar Wright Star Wars movie, right? <laughs> Well, the hey, you're luck because didn't they? No, Edgar Wright wasn't on that one. But um, uh, when they were filming Paul, uh, Nick Frost and um, Simon Pegg created the original Star Wars. Uh. Like when they were on, when they weren't shooting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, uh. that one. That's probably as close as we're gonna get. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, no, we I wanted like the goofy adventures, and then they're like, no, it's too silly. We wanted to be serious. 
Because serious, serious means it's good, guys. Serious means it's real. Nobody ever remembers funny movies. No one ever likes funny movies. Disney's not known for fun, funny movies. No, Disney's known for like dark, depressing movies like Rogue One. <laughs> where it's like, hey, here are these characters. Oh, would you like to get to know them? Too bad, because we just had to shuffle them off to death now. Spoilers. Oh. It doesn't Spoilers matter. Spoilers for a movie that came out a year ago. Yeah, I, I don't care. A year ago is basically still, five years If you right, still haven't we, seen Rogue One. We are one, minutes minutes past the webcomic okay. of the week, which is the last thing we do on our podcast. All right, all we right. have to have all some right. semblance of order. So right. thank you, everybody, for coming out. Uh, uh, I'm Alex. I'm and I'm Elise. And this has been Some Nerds Have a Podcast. Take it easy, guys. Good night. Good night, everybody.